Engels were blocked, but look at this collateral view. Tell me if you see what we see. David watched. Oh no, he thought. It couldn't be. Well, Leon said, peering at him, is there any doubt? David stalled, but that only made the other two glance at him. The camera doesn't lie, Leon said. We have our assassin, don't we? Much as he wanted to come up with some other explanation for what was clear, David would jeopardize his position if he proved illogical. He nodded. We sure do. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. Revelation eleven fourteen. Monday of Gala Week Leah Rose prided herself on thinking under pressure. She'd been chief administrative nurse in a large hospital for a decade, and had also been one of few believers there the last three and a half years. She had survived by her wits and eluded global community peacekeeping forces until finally having to flee and join the tribulation force. But on Monday of the week that would see the assassinations of the two witnesses and the Antichrist, Leah had no clue what to do. In disguise and under her alias, Donna Clendenin, she believed she had fooled authorities at the Belgium Facility for Female Rehabilitation, BFFR or Buffer. She had passed herself off as Hattie Durham's aunt. A squinting guard whose nameplate read Qua and whose accent was unmistakably French asked, And what makes you think your niece is incarcerated here? You think I'd come all the way from California if I had any doubt, Leah said. Everybody knows Hattie is here, and I know her alias, May Willie. The guard cocked his head. And your message can be delivered only in person? A death in the family. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. Leah pursed her lips, aware of her artificially protruding teeth. I'll bet, she thought. Quaff stood and riffled through pages on his clipboard. Buffer is a maximum security facility without standard visiting privileges. Miss Durham has been separated from the prison population. I would have to get Clarence Falls to see her. I could give her the message myself. All I want is five minutes, Leah said. Uh, you can imagine how short-staffed we are. Leah didn't respond. Millions had disappeared in the rapture. Half the remaining population had died since. Everybody was short-staffed. Merely existing anymore was a full-time job. Qua asked her to wait in a holding area but he did not tell her she would see no personnel, no inmates, or even any other visitors for more than two hours. A glass cubicle, where it appeared a clerical person had once sat, was empty. No one was there whom Leah could ask how long this might take, and when she rose to look for someone else, she found she was locked in. Were they on to her? Was she now a prisoner, too? Just before Leah resorted to banging on the door and screaming for help, Qua returned. Without apology, and she noticed, avoiding eye contact, he said, 
my superiors are considering your request, and we'll call your hotel tomorrow. Leah fought a smile, as if I want you to know where I'm staying. How about I call you, Leah said. Ah, suit yourself, Qua said with a shrug. Merci. Then, as if catching himself, thank you. Relieved to be outside, Leah drove around to be sure she wasn't being followed. With puzzling instructions from Rayford not to call him until Friday, she phoned Buck and brought him up to date. I don't know whether to bolt or play it out, she said. That night in her hotel room, Leah felt a loneliness only slightly less acute than when she had first been left behind. She thanked God for the tribulation force and how they had welcomed her. All but Rayford, of course. She couldn't.